Hey, thanks for checking in. We're still a piece of garbage. And the podcast known as Trapped Under Plastic, the miniature hobby podcast where you learn more about bowel movements and bathroom etiquette than actual mini painting. Hey! That's true. John, what is best in life? What is best in life? It starts in the A and it ends in Epticon. <laughs> Was that a reference you just missed? Come on, no, bro. No. Conan? Conan, dude? Oh. Okay, you got me. Okay. You got me. No, you are right, though. That's a pretty generic line to lead me into. Chat. Not chat. Comments. <laughs> Come on. H- help me out here. No, oh. but you're right. Adepticon is best in life, and right. that is coming up. It is coming up so fast. As of the dropping of this episode, it's a Monday. We'll be in the car in two days' time. We'll be going to Adepticon. <laughs> and so we we have some important breaking news. Yes. The most important news you've ever heard in your entire life is about to come. I don't know about this. (laughs) From our lips holes. Our lips holes. So that is Trapped Under Plastic live at Adepticon is happening. That's right. If you are going to Adepticon, you can be in the studio audience of Trapped Under Plastic. It's going to happen on Saturday night, 9 p.m. at the Innovation Room. Okay, so well, if you don't, none of those things make any sense to you. You need to learn how time works first. Second, <laughs> you'll you'll see innovation room on the whatever maps when you're there. It's on the first floor. It seems like a pretty sizable room. Said twenty by forty. Yes, it can fit twenty four people. No, 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 well, I, according to their website, it can fit 100 people for a reception or 60 people for a banquet. That's under the Renaissance's official information on okay. the website. Well, when Damon yells at us, you can be like, Damon, look at this thing on the internet. Yes, and yes. I am one that's more apt to ask for forgiveness than permission yeah so we're gonna we're gonna be there um we're gonna try to get a whole bunch of chairs set up in in shite at 9 p.m is when we're gonna be um going live so you can show up and you say well what's the point right what am i gonna do there well you're gonna be active in this episode because this episode is gonna be the live q a slash roast of scott and john i should have said that don't say roast yeah Q&A, ask us any questions that have been burning inside of you. Yeah, someone's going to come up and be like, hey, Scott, have you ever seen this movie? It's like, oh, you haven't, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Just walk away. <laughs> That's it. That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have guests as well, potentially random people that just walk by and want to sit in that third chair and talk with us. Yeah, celebrities, minor, minor celebrities. Very C-list miniature painting celebrities. Yeah. So, so basically just normal people. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have some people that will be coming and going, but the, the meat and potatoes of this episode is interacting with you. We're going to have Sexy Teeth Joshy on the mic, and you'll be able to come up and ask questions into the mic, and we will answer them in real time. Now, what if you're saying, Scott and John, I'm not going to Adepticon. How can I get involved? John, where are you going with this? <laughs> I've got, I got this all figured out. Okay. Okay. So here's what you can do if you want to be involved if you've got a burning question but you're not going to be there to ask it on the trapped under plastic facebook group i'm going to probably at this point it's already been created in in the future times not in the present times i'm going to create a post on our facebook group i'm going to pin it if i can figure out how to pin something and i'm going to put (laughs) the details on top live as well as call outs for your questions right there in the comments on the facebook group therefore 
other people that are attending live, they don't have a deep burning question. They can scroll through the Facebook group, find a really good question somebody else had, and then come up and ask it. And if there's really good ones and nobody asks, we'll make Sexy Teeth Joshi ask them for you. Yes. So we want you to be involved in this. All things, we're, we're open book. Any kind of question, anything related to Scott's colonoscopy mm. is on the table for this. <laughs> Man, you just opened Pandora's box. I know. We're going to get fucking assaulted. <laughs> yeah, someone's just going to go up with a handful of salt. <laughs> Throw it at us. Top Live, be there 9 p.m. to 12 on Saturday in the Innovation Room. All the rooms have dumb names. Just They say that on the outside. Yeah, Saturday. So it's it's 9 till question mark. And we only have the room till midnight. That's true. So we don't know how long the actual episode is going to take. I'm guessing probably about two hours. Um, yeah, that's, that's normal. But we're going to have, after the episode is done... We're going to have a meet and greet. We're going to have a hangout. We're going to say hi. We can talk to you. Um, we can do air high fives and all that kind of good stuff that people do. So it's the episode. And then if you wanted to come up to us and, and ask us a question you didn't want to ask in front of everybody else, like Scott's favorite me undies design, mm-hmm. um, then you can have those questions answered. Me undies? Yeah. Me undies. You know what me undies are? No. Me undies. Are, they're a popular uh, advertiser for podcasts that are uh, actually successful. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why I don't know about it. Yeah. <laughs> not not ours. So, All right. Anything else about Top Live? Uh so so that's Top Live. Uh Adepticon is here though. Let's let's get back to other things about Adepticon coming. Okay. Are you excited cuz as of the recording of this, it's like a like 9 days away. I am excited. I would be more excited if you hadn't given me a reasonable idea to paint a model for Golden Demon. I know. I'm just full of ideas. Yeah. So. If it's going to make you feel better. Okay. Okay. I decided that I'm pretty sure I'm going to enter the Noblar trio that we painted for VincyCon. Sure. I'm going to enter that into unit. unit. Okay. Yeah. It's three Noblars on the base. It's hilarious. It's painted okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why (laughs) not? It's not not winning anything, but it's an extra thing in the case. Yeah. I like that. And if I wasn't, my main piece wasn't single 40K miniature. I would also enter the Top Hat unicycle robot. (laughs) Maybe that's considered monster, though. Yeah, I don't know how big it needs to be to be a monster. I don't know. My my regular one is right on the edge, though, too. Oh, is it? I mean, he's big, but he's a dude. Yeah, he's a a single. He's a dude. Yeah, I feel like if you painted a Primark, it would be a single. Yeah, he's he's like the size of Mephiston. Unless it's like Magnus, like one of the big ones, like a normal one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Magnus is a big boy. He's a big boy. Yeah, Mortarian, you can't do that. No, no, no. None of that, none of that. None of that. Okay, so you're you're a little bit hesitant because now you've got some work in front of you in regards to... Right, yeah, but like it's not... It's it's low-stress work, um, so it's not not too much of a deal. I mean, I am very excited. Um, and part of it was because it just it just came up so suddenly. Yes, and it's like, oh shit, this is coming around the corner. I'm super hyped. I forgot to actually buy my badge to yeah, go. That's right, you did. That has been sorted out. But in case you guys don't know, this year they're requiring you to buy a badge to go to the con. Prior years that wasn't required. You could go and walk around, buy stuff, and it would not be an issue. You just couldn't participate in events like Golden Demon, for instance. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to buy it later on, and they stopped selling badges a month before the con. And I was like, <laughs> shit. And so I contacted some people and they're like, we got you. And I'm like, fuck yeah. You had your people call some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got in. So oh, that's but nice. I, was, that was a, I, I was like sitting in my bed at 10 p.m. about to go to bed. And I'm like, I'm having this thought. I might as well check just to see if you can still buy the tickets. And I was like, fuck, you can't. <laughs> and so I'm like fucking naked in bed, like furiously thumb typing, trying to find the options. 
we would have found a way. Yeah. We would have like went to pop copy and we would have like copied <laughs> Jake's badge. And just like photoshopped it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and just, just put the name. And we wouldn't need to change the name. You just also go as Jake. Honestly, <laughs> you could 100% get away with that. Yeah. Like no one's checking that shit. Yeah. I mean, there's. I'm sure in the swag bag you get another lanyard. Boom, <laughs> lanyard done. Yeah. You just need the, the clear thing that it goes in. Did you get a swag bag? I bought the hundred dollar one. Okay, so you did. You got I, the, I guess I do. Okay. I don't know. I was nice. like, screw it. I'm just going, going whole in. hog. Two years, no Adepticon. I want the full Monty. Okay, right? you're, you're getting bottle openers. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. Getting, you're getting the things you put on tables. Coasters. Coasters. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting water bottles. Yeah, I getting fridge magnets. You're getting fidget spinners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Y'all get that Adepticon fidget spinner? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm getting all of it. Um, I, just in the last 24 hours, I've officially gone Super Saiyan hype mode okay. over Adepticon. <laughs> Super Saiyan. And there was a catalyst for this. Okay. And it happened late afternoon yesterday when I officially had paint on my entire piece okay. for Golden Demon. It's not done, but I think the base is done. Okay. Um, but... Technically, I could glue it together and I'd have a piece to enter. Okay. Something about that from my competition painting experience feels so good. Like it just like lowers the stress level. And now it's just let's just find some time to futz. You're never gonna be hundred percent done, but just work on it when you have time and when you can get more more hours in. Um and so it felt really good. Then it was like I suddenly like the hype, you know damn burst and I'm, like, I'm fucking ready it felt like just yesterday it was like 60 days to adepticon they had posted on their facebook and social media and stuff it was like 60 days woo and i'm like oh shit it's less than two weeks away so i got That's one awesome. video i got one video to do before then and then then like the two days prior leading up to it monday and tuesday i have my calendar free for just finishing nice so okay that's a good feeling yeah um so you're painting it in sub-assemblies. Are you concerned at all about the putting it together portion? Is this a callback to my crystal brush piece? No. Where, where his thing was covering his face? No, but <laughs> yeah, that'd be a problem. <laughs> that was in sub-assemblies. I mean, like... No, he's know. just separated from the base. He's, oh, He's okay. 100%. Okay. It's 100%. I just have to... He even has a, a pin through his foot, and that pin is drilled exactly in the base where he's going to go. Okay, good. So that's all lined up exactly. Because um, there's some... There's some pieces of the construction of the base required me to do it in a certain way because the pose that he's at a bit of the model hangs over the side of the base so i had to have the base lined up just right for the angle to work so. okay you rocking a plinth or just the base um i have a plinth nice. uh our, from our good dark messiah bases one of the few that i have left and nice. i'm holding it for this and it actually the base is on kind of stilts and so it will sit flush on top of that. Okay. So it's going to be slightly elevated, only about a half an inch off of that, and it's going to sit on these rafters right on it. So when I when I, when I posed it before I started painting everything, it looks pretty cool. I've not seen a piece that's kind of done that style before. So yeah. I think it'll be cool. Yeah. So John gave me the idea to repaint some models that are like pretty good to a com competition standard, which is something I've never done before. And so I want to take my Curse City models and make a unit entry, three of them. Not the Witch Hunter. He's kind of shitty. Um, but uh, I wanted to like put them on a base 
like a wintery base because they're all on, on winter bases at the crossroads and like make some like old school warmer fantasy reference where it's like in one direction you can go to Middenheim and the other direction you can go to Sylvania. And Sylvania is the province of the empire that is controlled by the vampires. Mm. But it's like no one really talks about it. It's like everyone living there is still kind of like a normal human, but they're all kind of like really dilapidated and like sick and shit because they're just getting fed on constantly. Right. But you know, fun little fantasy throwback oh that's nice you're gonna have a little the old crossroads yeah. so they're gonna be at the crossroads at the crossroads and then like have like maybe like a raven on there i don't know we'll see how much time i have left you need to have a little music box inside the base <laughs> and then it just plays crossroads yes. by stevie ray vaughn <laughs> yeah. on loop okay yeah okay yeah i'll just like fit a tiny little audio like speaker in like yeah. a hollow plinth and just yeah. be playing constantly in the you, case you want everyone to notice your piece <laughs> where is that music coming from <laughs> It's like remotely controlled, yeah. so I can just fucking play it like at random times. <laughs> yes, I right. think that's a great idea. Okay, so we'll we're happen. We're hyped. All right, we, we are we hyped. Got, we're not done with the preamble ramble just yet, folks. All right, um, you want to go first? I want to talk about you wanting my sausage. Yeah, your sausage seems pretty good. And I freaking forgot. I even put out a freaking cooler this last night to bring some for you. And I, I promise. Oh, I'm thank gonna you. Bring some for you because I got bacon to bring for you still. Ooh. Um, and I made Italian sausage and I made brats. Ah. And uh, this is the first time I've I've made a a sausage from start to finish. Did you have a sausage packer, like a long flute that you put like casing on? Yeah, I, I bought one for my dad for bir- his birthday this summer. Nice. Imported from Japan. Okay. Is it big? Is it a big one? Yeah, it was like $800. What the fuck? Dude? Yeah, dude. This is like you could... I mean, you go down to the butcher shop. These are the kinds of things that they have. Theirs are probably a bigger load, but this can do 50 pounds at once. That's awesome. So, yeah, I did 50 pounds of broth and 50 pounds of Italian sausage. Um, it is. It's uh, It takes some getting used to to properly um, lube and stuff a sausage. I learned that. Yes, yes. Um, but once I got the hang of it, watched a couple YouTube videos uh, figured it out. I had to clean out all of my natural casings. You got to run. Do you use it. natural casings? Yes. Nice. I did some. I bought some fake stuff and some natural because I wanted to test them out first. Test out both of them. I did one run with the fake ones and I fucking hated it. They just felt like like parchment paper. Like okay. they just didn't feel right. Okay. And the natural ones are so smooth and gooey. <laughs> but apparently there's like different qualities of ratings of natural casings. Okay. And what I found is when you buy the the whatever ones they carry at Fleet Farm, <laughs> probably not that they don't even have a rating on them. <laughs> they're solid. They taste delicious. They're amazing. But the big issue is that they're in small chunks of each casing is cut up at like random intervals. Sometimes they're like, 18 inches long. Sometimes they're like 36 inches long. Not just but one I, long thing. Yeah, I assumed it was be one long thing. So it took freaking forever to make these sausages because I'd have to constantly be putting on a new run, tie it off, pop a small air vents, run the whole thing, twist off the end, and then it's like enough for like four or five brats, twist them all up, and then redo the whole process. So it probably took three times as long as if I would have had a good one. So I'm going to go get the good ones next time. So... These brats that you're going to have are 70% pig, which are my, my the pigs that my brother raised and we slaughtered this last fall, um, and 30% venison because um, you need that good fat content in your sausage, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and homegrown pigs are less fatty than uh, ones that you kind of get at the store. So okay. you kind of make sure that that fat content is high. And then mixed it all up, ground it. Did a double grind. Spices in there. So had a whole 
brat spice and Italian spice in a giant tub and mixed it all up with my fingers. Nice. Used my good hand. <laughs> you get that reference? No. Okay. See if anybody in the in the audience gets that. You, but you got you got to tell me what it is. You I just leave me hanging. <laughs> I mixed the mashed potatoes with my good hand. It's what from, is it? It's from Scary Movie. Oh, you know that I haven't actually seen that movie ever. It's you're fine, dude. <laughs> you're good. Don't, because they don't age well. Okay, they're like spoof comedies based off of the period horror movies. Yeah, and they kind of run them all together. It's like starring, make fun the, of like scream and shit. Starring Damon Wayans. Like, okay, it's, it's not. It's not that good. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I, I promised you some sausage. I forgot. Um. So. My plan then is the next time I'm going to see you is when you come to my place for Adepticon. So when we come back from Adepticon, I'm going to hook you, me up. I'm going to hook you up for for your drive home. Okay, make get you some bacon too. The bacon, I don't love the bacon. The flavor is amazing. Smoke level is amazing. But because I said it's got lower fat content, one of the things that really makes bacon good is having a high fat content. So it's a lot lower amount of fat. So I'd say don't if you like even if you like crispy bacon, don't cook it crispy because it'll be like jerky. Jerky. Okay. Good to know. Or really good flavor you could use it and make a good like potato salad you know okay. like that you german warm potato salad you okay. ever had that yeah yeah fucking delicious it's great for that okay you're gonna hook me up with some some meat some meat hookups mm-hmm. mm. uh i have been playing so many games in the last month i have played infinity warhammer underworlds the song of ice and fire and guild ball just in the last month. Damn. And that's been consistent. Not that variety, but that amount of games being played have been consistent for like the last, I don't know, four or five months. Dude, I'm a gamer. Dude, I if you were to take away my Saturday evening board games and my every other Sunday D&D, you have played more games in the last month than I have played in the last two years. <laughs> and that's not even a stretch. It might be three years. Like it's, you get so much cool things. I'm jealous. What do you mean I get them? You get them. You I get make them, them happen. <laughs> See, that's the thing. That's a really important point. People are like, oh, I don't play games. I don't get to play whatever. You know, be the change you want to see in the world. You yeah, I, I force like, Curtis to play every game imaginable with me. That's true. You you have the little Curtis goblin that I you can do. call upon. It's nice. You just give him a little snack and be like, Curtis, I got Pringles down here. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, Pringles? He's yeah. like, sit down. <laughs> Time to game. Yeah. Uh, I let him, oh, I didn't let him, but we played Guild Ball for the first time. And I got to say, it's his favorite miniature war game now, more so than the Song of Ice and Fire. So, he, like, he likes taking three hours to play three turns. You don't need to. If you're good, it doesn't happen. I know, but as you learn a game, it's so freaking slow. Well, don't do that. Just do things and then learn lessons and then get better over time. So much of it feels like it. It's just a game that feels like there's so much strategy and each is. move you make that it's really. My brain works in a way that's like I feel like I need to process, and my processor is sort of like a like a nineteen Celeron nineteen ninety eight Dell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so it's in- not a fast processor. <laughs> yeah. I got two gigs in here, buddy. <laughs> two gigs of what? <laughs> two gigs of RAM. <laughs> I love it when you talk tech to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's cool. I uh, got a Pentium 3. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no more. <laughs> I can't take this. Okay. We want to talk about our Patreon for a second. Seven. Oh, can't. I can't say seven megs of RAM right now because that would be a, a extenuation of the joke. Well, was it, is it L1 cache or L2 cache or L3 cache? Because two gigs of memory on board CPU memory is actually a lot. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways. <laughs> 
We have a Patreon where you can find extended episodes of this podcast. So Scott if you was- want to hear more about colonoscopies and slaughtering pigs, boy, do I got the fucking thing you can buy for you. <laughs> I was like, what do you call this? I want to take a side note to say that Scott just stopped recording to tell me to stop hitting the table, and then he proceeds to hit the table four times in succession. <laughs> I'm very excited about this. No, uh, you can find an extended episode on our podcast on our Patreon. For five bucks, you get access to us talking about new things we tried out in the last two weeks, experimented with, failed, and succeeded at, models that we love from other painters, and also we get a, a community submission, a miniature, to give feedback on during an episode. So as a $5 patron, you get access to the extended episode. You can also submit miniatures for feedback, and you can also submit topics for us to discuss. This week's topic is from a viewer. Yeah, it's from one of our patrons. And we typically do this shilling for our Patreon at the very end of each episode. But we're trying to switch it up here a little bit today and get it on the front end so it kind of gets in your noodle so yes. you think about it. You know, Because sometimes people are like, oh, they got through the thing or we're mentally tuning out or you turn off the episode but this time you can't avoid it and you can't avoid you our can't avoid it. it um the patreon is the main the majority of the way that we make the shillings that we can <laughs> keep this thing going to, to pay the four dollars in gas per gallon that my truck takes <laughs> to get up here it pays for to us to upgrade and have a brand new set that you'll be seeing debuted really soon all the gear that we use um and for us to afford things like mountain dew and uh, whatever Scott eats, soft cookies, some bullshit like that. Soft man. cookies or Oreos over there. Yeah, it's hard cookie nation, baby. <laughs> All right. Oh, we painted. I painted this frosty little All bay. Right. Let me take off my glasses and take a look at this blue. I t- painted a, the 32 millimeter version of the witch, the wood elf from my Kickstarter campaign. Um, they all come in 32 millimeters. And I painted her in the winter wood elf scheme, which I have seen in warhammer wood elf army books before they have like autumnal ones obviously spring and summer ones and also winter wood elves and i've never done that but i've always loved the idea so i wanted to give it a shot i like how it's really red in the skin and it goes up with like a light blue to highlight to like show the cold the the, the blood is flowing away because yeah. of the cold that's pretty yeah. sick i really i said this in the video i really sent it regarding the saturation i went full spaniard I want lots of red in there. I was kind of trying to decide if I wanted her to be like not affected by the cold or affected by the cold. And I felt like having the red in the skin was a nice contrast to all the blue. Right. Yeah. You get that warm pop that's nowhere else in the model. Yeah. I dig it. I think you did a great job on this one, Scotty. This feels very Roman Lapot for you me. You know, it does. I think whenever you make something snowy, you kind of just feels Roman Lapot. Yeah, it's a, it's got some some snow funk, like this very artistic version of snow, and there's a, some blue in the snow. He likes I to know. add some colors in yes, it. Yes, dude. Airbrushing the snow after applying it, fucking... I mean, it's white, so it takes color like a champ. I know. You got to be real careful. Yes, yes. And that's Aethermatic Blue, a contrast paint from GW. It's a beautiful uh, turquoise, like beautiful, ink, essentially. That's a beautiful... <laughs> It's beautiful. I like it. Thank you. you did really Got good some job. icicles on there. Look Come on, bro. Oh, look at that little icicle. <laughs> icicle. There's another one over there. I didn't even notice. There you are. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go. Wow. You should have put one coming out of her nose. It's <laughs> a tiny snot, snot sickle. Dude, no. Come on. She's a queen, okay? They don't queens don't have snot. Is that the little thing's wiener that's pulling her right Yeah, there? she's pulling its wiener out. No, oh. it's it's a it's a branch. She's pulling its life force out and it's manifesting as a twig. 
Wiener Twig. Wiener, got it. Yeah, Wiener Twig. Got, got it. it. Got whatever you say. Uh, okay, so that's what you painted. That's, yes, sir. That's pretty good. What did you paint? You can't uh, show anyone. Um, well, Wait, can you show it? Because it'd be the, the 21st, or are you not going to risk it? Yeah, I could. Oh, wait, you painted two things. No, I'm not going to. That's going to be still two days before Adepticon. I when this can't show it. I can't, can't show, show you. it. Yeah, so I painted, finished-ish, the base of my Golden Demon piece. I finished putting paint on all of the actual <laughs> piece. So I painted um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week, and some of Thursday just on the Golden Demon thing. And so that feels pretty good. I keep going back and forth between really excited about it and hating it. So hopefully that ebb and flow by the time we get to uh, going to Adepticon, it will be on the side of really excited about it unless I'm the hating it side of it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like the English folk need to say, I just need to make sure it's refined, mm. right? Because us, us Americans aren't very good at that. So Do the English folk say that a lot? Uh, um, on one podcast they do, yeah. Oh, you're referring to uh, specifically miniature painters. Yes, yes. Okay, I, I thought it was like a Britishism. No, talk about refinement. No, yeah, okay. we, we just we just need to make sure it's nice and refined. Yes. So that's something I need to spend a little bit more time on. And then I also painted for my last video. I painted a Fart Quest model. Mm. Pan in particular is very the different the character. And I showcased uh, all the different main kinds of acrylic paint blending that we that we use in the hobby. And I kind of wanted to do a basic rundown of each of those. Gear give you just enough information to feel like you can go and, and work with them, not do a full deep dive because um, as the great Roman Lapotte says, we spend so much time consuming and not enough time acting. And so I want to make sure I give enough to make you feel like you are equipped to act, but not so much that you get inundated with information that prevents you from acting. So mm. I went through all those and that model was tough. It's, it's kind of a chibi style almost, but not really. It's very cartoony in all its proportions, but because there's so many big organic surfaces from a miniature perspective anyway, big, um, you really got to do your blending on something like that. Mm -hmm. You can't you can't hide behind any extra detail. No. You see all the issues. Yeah. And there's issues there but uh, that I did, but uh, overall, it's like, um, I think it turned out pretty good. Nice. So, that was fun. Where's the model to look at, John? Oh, shit. I should have brought that. <laughs> I feel like you say that like four to five fucking podcasts. I know. I do that. <laughs> I do that. Like, this is a great one where it's done. The video is out. I don't give a shit. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oftentimes, um, that's not the case. The video is not yet out. All right. Cool. Cool. That's what we painted. Broken Apple Monthly is the sponsor for today's podcast, supplying us with epically offbeat STLs to click and print every single month. They come pre-supported by experts, and they're made for all skill levels in mind when it comes to painting. Whether you're new to the hobby or a veteran, there's something fun and creative for you. This month, Broken Anvil Monthly brings us the Savage Beasts of Kinjo Island. And for only nine bucks, you get all these amazing model STLs. Now, this one, we're focusing on giant and exotic beasts and the hunters that go out and hunt these beasts. Mm. So they're a great addition to your tabletop game, your RPGs, or just awesome models to print and paint. Beasts such as the Grizzly Triberatops. Very nice. Very nice. The Savannah Devil and the Cobrascalisk and many more each provide a truly unique addition to anyone's miniature collection. While the beasts are the star of the show this month, there are many other fantastic miniatures in this collection. Brutal Monster Hunters, the cat-like Meowza Tribe. Really? <sighs> 
and a variety of terrain will help truly set the tone for any RPG campaign featuring this month's models. All of these savage creatures and wild hunters are presented in this month's collection as finely detailed miniatures expertly engineered for easy 3D printing. Each month, patrons also receive free 5th edition D&D compatible adventure and set of monster stat blocks. Whether you're running an RPG campaign or playing in one, this month provides a wealth of inspiration and materials for anyone to enjoy. I don't know how many people actually do that with this Patreon and I don't know how often other Patreons do it, but I actually really like how they create like a almost like a tiny little mini world mm-hmm. that you can make a campaign around or a small campaign around. That just seems like a, such a cool additive. Yeah, it totally feels like the Borderlands world. They have mm. this whole monster hunting thing yeah. in Borderlands with that weird guy that's like part robot, part man. He's yeah. like, he speaks like, I think we should go hunt the greatest beasts we've ever seen. <laughs> and that's what he talks like. <laughs> And so I think of that right here, and like they're in this big hut in the trees, and you can go out and you find the beasts. Look at that. His creativity is being juiced right now. Yes. And you, too, can have your creativity juiced by joining Broken Anvil Monthly. Let's get on to the episode. This topic is brought to us by Cody Leach. He had a great idea for a topic. When to buy the name brand, the cheap option, or the DIY when it comes to hobby products yeah and when i saw this i was like how did we not think of this sooner yes this is a great topic yes why is my voice keep getting higher <laughs> <laughs> just just gets like more and more airy <laughs> all right where do we start water <laughs> <laughs> actually that's not a bad one we talk people about- buy distilled water uh yeah i do that you do that? Yeah. You're one of those people? I know, but I don't. I use it through my airbrush because I have one of those big tattoo artist bottles that yeah, I squeeze yeah. through the airbrush. And I'm like, oh, whether I go in the tap or I get the distilled water or whatever, okay. I buy a big case at Costco. It lasts me a year to go through like three gallons. It's fine. Okay. Um, but like when I fill up my uh, wet palette, is that what they're called? Uh, when I fill up my wet palette, I just use water from the sink. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. There's water, there's distilled water, there's like water plus, there's like other, and this kind of can dig into the other area of like additives. What to within your, your paint? Within your paint, yeah. With. Um, this one for me, I think there's some good additives out there, but I don't think they change things so much that I really feel like. Paying a buttload of money for Lamy and medium is worth it. Yeah. Like if you're in an area where your water is super hard and you have like things in it, you don't want to get in your paint, buy distilled water. Like I'm not going to say you shouldn't do that. That's not my situation. So I don't do that. But like when it comes to things like water plus Lamy and medium glaze medium, I just can't be it arsed man i just yeah. i just want to use water it's just it's normal it's easy it's available i don't gotta get out any special potions and fucking mix stuff together so I, i've always used just water to thin my paint magic mix magic mix you yeah. tried that out again that's probably useful it probably yeah, works I, I use it i use it you use it for yeah. th- to thin paint regularly yeah okay i just i actually more of anything because it comes in a giant ass bottle and I just made a habit of I set it right on my counter next to where my wet palette goes and I just put a drop in the corner yeah. and then I put a drop of water in the corner and I don't like only use Magic Mix. Magic Mix is a pretty um, thick solution, but you add just a little tip of the brush into that, especially if you're um, going like layer consistency where you want to do like two or three thin coats or thinner. Then I can use that and I usually put in a little bit of water too. Okay. Um, but if... Do I need it? 
not necessarily. You're going to find amazing painters that all have their own way. Yeah. And there are some of the greatest painters in the world that only use water. So yeah. if you're like, where do I spend my hobby dollars? I was talking about Ben Commons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> uh, where do I spend my hobby dollars? Your water from your tap is fine. Yeah. You know, I, I have a well. I live out in the fucking sticks. Yeah, you're in the boonies. And I got a well. And sometimes in the summer, I got to go and clear off the anthills that get around the well because they can short out the fucking <laughs> pump. Gosh. Yeah, dude. It's like old, like Little House in the Prairie. <laughs> yeah. What are you, fucking Amish? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know I, what I, I am. No, we don't have a we don't have a name for it. We don't have lights at night. I can't tell. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my water is pretty hard. I have to put the rust out and all that shit in like my my toilet tanks and stuff because it'll like stain everything. So okay. you know your mileage may vary, but the difference between buying distilled water and like buying all these other additives to thin your paint is a pretty big monetary difference. Yeah. So I think this to me goes in the DIY, which is just water out of your tap, or the cheap option, which is distilled water. Um, you can try stuff, see if stuff works for you. If you're going to do that, I'd probably recommend going on the the like artist acrylic side because you get a lot more for your money rather than like a $7 little bottle of, of Lamian Medium. Oh, yeah, like a hobby product. Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes, things in the art world have higher quantity, which then is cheaper per milliliter for you. Um, so, yeah, worth looking into. Yeah. Because that was kind of a joke product. Do you want to talk about an actual product? Uh, actual product. So, I we... we Got into we just barely touched into wet palettes. Let's like, let's fucking go let's to fucking wet go, boy. Okay, so DIY, you you get takeout Chinese food. You put paper towel in the lid of it, not the black part, the clear part. Then you put uh, baking paper on top. Yeah, uh, and there's your wet palette. Pretty effective. I feel like not having a normal sponge is kind of is kind of like not worth it. Yeah, you like can buy. The gun. You can buy those sponges at like Target or the grocery store, or whatever. That are basically, <clears throat> I don't know what they're fucking called, but you can get sponges that are like sixteenth of an inch thick that are flat and whatever. And nice. You can cut those to shape. Okay. Um, honestly, if I'm doing that, I'm gonna buy a. I'm gonna buy a Redgrass Games one or a See, Masterson Rust yeah. Palette one for twenty bucks, and have the consistency have the lid that if i want it to be fully suction boom if i want to just tap it on the side slightly askew so i get a little bit of water coming out i can do that like i don't i did that very early on and i didn't know what the fuck i was doing i made my own mm-hmm. and it was just like the paper's all like crinkled up and it's all over the sides and it's just you get areas where air gets between your sponge or your paper towel and the paper and as soon as you get an air pocket there especially if it's on an edge it immediately starts pulling and and like curling and whatever it's like you're fighting instead of painting yeah but i mean you can set up a pre-made one just the right way and it will work you can yeah you can are you saying it's more inclined to do that than a normal palette and i'm i'd be curious why um if you had a perfectly flat flush space yeah that you did it exactly right with a with a paper towel it's not it's more inclined to have problems because it's not perfectly flat more undulations yeah because you're also folding the paper towel and that means one side where the fold is is thicker than the other side it's just like it's just it's just science yeah 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 okay i'm gonna consider the masterson palette to be the cheap option and the red grass games to be the like hobby expensive option i'm pretty sure the masterson is like 
twelve to fifteen dollars. No, they're twenty bucks. I no, can, I can, dude, no way. I d- did not spend twenty dollars on my palette. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up right now. Maybe oh. they're more expensive now, but when I bought it, it was like definitely below twenty bucks. Um, but y'all know me, not a fan of that. Everlasting Same OG, twenty two dollars and ninety five cents. God damn. Go and, to go to Blick, people. Maybe and it's you, cheaper there. And you got to go to. Uh, and then you got to make your own parchment paper. Okay, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be real with y'all. Having to cut my own parchment paper is a pain in the ass. <laughs> I I'm like, oh, it's time to sit down and paint. I'm gonna pull one out of the thing, slap it in the exact right right dimensions. That's just nice. I kind of like that. I know. Yeah, that, that's fine. I like that too. But then you do have to buy. The paper. The papers as you go through. And then it's weird. It's different. It's different. I don't like it. Yeah, roll the papers. It's like it's kind of like soft and absorbent, the yeah. everlasting wet paper. Oh, see, I'm just like used to it now. Okay. I've done it enough where it's just like it feels normal to me. It's different. And then when you make a change, any change in our lives, we notice it and it feels more exaggerated at first. And you kind of get used to it and you're like, eh, it's not that much different. Yeah, but if you're like, if your paint's getting sucked into the paper. It doesn't get sucked into the paper. It gets absorbed. You're full of shit. Okay, I'm okay. I'm not full of shit. It happened to me, but that, there we go. Beautiful difference of opinions. You can pick either one. Maybe at an art supply store, the Masterson palette is cheaper. Um, Masterson's great too. They both fucking work. They're Whatever. Great. And there's other ones out there. Like there's more people entering the market too. So if you're like one of them catches your eye more than the others. Um, oh yeah, like the Exemplar wet palette. Um, that one's got a lot of. Really cool features in it too. Exemplar, and there's a new one uh, that uh, I should use that today. Today's stream, I should try that out. Yeah, you should just give her a go. Yeah, I gotta poop. Um, not now. Not now. <laughs> not the now, donkey. <laughs> so yeah, our recommendation is go with the pre-made versions. Um, if you want to try out a web pad because you're not used to it, by all means, make one to try yeah. out. That's totally okay. Yeah. My worry for most people is that you have a bad experience trying to diy your own and then it makes you more frustrated or makes you think that wet palettes aren't all they're cracked up to be if it doesn't work out right and i don't want you to have that now if you're like the 20 30 bucks is a big deal i I could make one at my at, at home i'd rather you do that than paint on a dry palette like a caveman yeah i'll have a video link to the description that explains how to set up a web palette properly so that you get good performance out of it. Um, because yeah, I, there's a ton of people who message me all the time. They're like wet palettes over thin my paint and all these other bad things happen. And it's like, bro, you're just doing it wrong. If you do it right, it works perfectly. And so check out that video. I'll help you out. Um, I feel like we should also use a tendy scale for this video. Okay. So yeah. So one tendy is DIY two tendies is cheap option three tendies that's maximum tendies is worth your money okay so for so for water we're going one tendy yeah for this i guess we're going three tendies two to three depending how hungry you are (laughs) (laughs) all right that's the web palette let's talk lights lights Ooh, your painting area lights yes so this is obviously 17 tendies yeah dude you're looking at $8,000 in lights above our head, and I'm not even joking. He is joking. <laughs> no fucking way. These are $1,500 a piece. No, they're not. Aren't they? Oh, no, that is eight. Okay, let's not talk about how much they cost. <laughs> <laughs> makes me sad. Uh, okay, so I think... So, okay, let's 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 do this. The, the DIY approach, I believe, is going to Ikea, getting some Tertiel yes. uh, architecture lamps, 
Yes. And then smacking a bulb in there, right? Smacking a bulb in there. Okay, so what's the what's the what's that what's the two tendy version? The two tendy version is either those like articulated lamps that are like made for crafting or hobbies or whatever, um, or using the the cheapo lamps and putting in a nice bulb in there. Okay. 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 Cool. And then the three star is the weird ass uh, redgrass games one. Is that I, I haven't used it. I don't know, but okay. um, that they're temperature controlled, that they can get bright as fuck, and oh, that's what you were looking for. Yeah. Also, what was the kid? Okay, there's that light that every fucking like pro mini painter uses. It's rectangular and it's long and it's white, and they all have the same one. And it costs like in the neighborhood of like 150 to 200 dollars. Mm-hmm. You ever seen this thing? Yeah, because you can. Is People it put stickers on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Articulate. It doesn't have like a magnifying glass and stuff like that, but that is like one of the more expensive options I've seen. That that'll be the three tendy one, or that that'll be one of the three tendy options. Sure. I'm a two tendy man in this category. Yeah, I am a hundred percent two tendies. I'm yes. like you. You just need the the catalyst for the lights, and then you invest in good bulbs. What fifty five hundred. Yeah, uh, 5,000 5, Kelvin, 5,500 Kelvin, somewhere in there. Yeah, I, uh, because these lights, you can fully control mm-hmm. the warm and cool levels. I was painting on different ones recently. I was like, because I've been painting on 5,000 since I've had it for a year. Yeah. And I switched it up to 6,500. I, I watched a Squidmar video, and he said that you're supposed to paint at 6,500. So I'm like, oh, is that true, Emil? Let me test that. And it's blue as fuck, bro. It was pretty blue. Yeah. It was pretty blue. Yeah, so I think your mileage may vary, but if you want it, somebody else to go out and see it in a neutral setting, mm-hmm. it that it's going to influence your painting. I think a little bit. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I don't know how much it actually matters, but yeah, definitely two tendies. Go get some get some cheap lamps. Get some big old Alzo bulbs. Alzo bulbs, hot um, uh, light bulbs, anything really. Yep, that's my thought. Hot light's a great a great option yeah just don't throw random like cfls you found in like your closet that are like different wattages and different car temperatures i have to get two of them one for each side of you yeah i think that's a big part of the the two tendy option is having two lights yes right because that's one nice thing about that that long rectangular one that you see people use because it goes on the whatever x-axis for so long it's actually hitting multiple angles yeah and i i think most of them actually tilt it slightly down and towards the model Mm -hmm. so instead of it going directly straight down so you get shadows in weird places yeah yeah okay one thing i haven't seen in a while but i saw a lot like five years ago was a thing called a light halo you know what this is it's a bridge a u-shaped bridge yeah Yeah. it goes over people put it on their desk and then they put a led strip on the inside of it so it covers you in 180 degree Mm um i've i've never believed in that thing it seems like ridiculous it does. I, I, my biggest concern with that is actual out light output. Yeah, from a like, single I want strip. bright as fuck. Yeah. I want there to be like, all the shadows on my model are scared. <laughs> They're like, ah! They run away. Yeah. That thing is like, huh, we got a little light here. Look at this little bit of light. You can paint, can't you? <laughs> can't you? Can't you? Nope. No. Nope. I need to be... I need to be blown the fuck out. Idiots. And that's why you need uh, a good CRI index goes into the old two dotter, two, yeah. two tendy option as well. Color C- rendering index index. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's like, a, what's the other one that people always say? Well, there's CRI and TLCI and all kinds of different. No, 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 but there's another one where they actually say, oh, I want. Uh, oh, oh, uh, ATM. No, what is it? 
I went cheese con queso. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's all kinds of stuff like that. People reiterate the word that's part of the... Uh, anyway, uh, CRI, it's like how well it accurately... Scott had a video on this like 17 years ago. Um, had uh, how well it actually shows the true color of the thing. Yeah. So something in the 90 plus range is what you're going for. The higher the CRI, the more expensive the bulb is. Um, you know, if, if it's low, say like the 70s even probably yeah probably in the 70s and below what the color actually looks like in front of that light versus what it's supposed to look like is, is pretty far off so you're not yeah. getting a good accurate depiction of what your painting's actually accomplishing so yeah spend yeah. spend some money be willing to spend 40 50 bucks on bulbs if you're going the bulb route really that much those aldo also bulbs were fucking well 20 bucks a bulb you and i got 45 watt cfls yeah. That were so big that they don't fit in those Turdio uh, lamps. So you need an extension for them. That's right. And so you don't have to do that because that's kind of blinding. Dude, I, I, ex- I eventually put um, those uh, China balls over it, which was probably a big fucking fire hazard. But I put it over that because one time I accidentally looked directly into one of those lights. I couldn't see for like three minutes. Yeah. It was I was blinded and everything was black dots. It's like, okay, I need to do something about this. Yeah. So yeah, that might be an interesting thing to discuss. What kind of wattage would you get? I would say somewhere in the neighborhood of 15, 25 watts. Uh, CFL is probably uh, a good brightness uh, for you. Not talking, not talking LEDs or incandescence CFLs. Oh, I just fucking hit the mic. Sorry. Um, That's okay. I... I agree. This is not a, a full ball sack, full tendy platter, three use of use of your money. Yeah, I mean, like it's, you do two tendies here, you're going to be able to paint as well as you can ever paint. You know, it's not going to affect your painting. Yeah, that much. you just want to be able to have some accuracy in what you're trying to achieve, and the lights helping you make sure that you're be able to make the decisions appropriately. Soft, even illumination is the goal. Okay, we're we're pretty consistent two tennies. We're just like riding the the safety line. The right price here. performance option. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna let's change that up. Talk. What what, what, what do you want to go to? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you, I'm you said I'm let's I'm talk gonna. very dramatically. Let's talk brushes. Let's talk brushes. That's where I was gonna go. All right. I wasn't gonna hit the desk like you did. But oh, God damn it. <laughs> okay. So you got the synthetics. You got the Taclon synthetics, right? That's the one tendy. Yeah, that's one tendy. What's the What's the middle? What's the two tendy? Um, that's probably like either a more expensive synthetic because they make those that are okay. like seven, eight bucks a synthetic. So like Broken product. Toad has a fancy synthetic line. I shit myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or getting like the 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 off brand sables at the craft store. Rose. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. So you can get like a five dollar size one synthetic from like the lower end rosemary and co or whatever whatever they call it master's touch at hobby lobby and stuff they they have those okay that's probably two and then three is your your raphael a404s your windsor newton series seven your broken toad all that stuff we're talking the 12 12 to 15 bucks a brush yeah and i think that's the way i want to probably separate it is the, is the price point the price okay because you're, uh, you're not diying brushes you're not finding a twig outside and cutting the lock of your hair and taping it to the twig okay no one's doing that sounds like a good video idea to me <laughs> i've already done it uh, <laughs> damn it why do you do all the good ideas um i'm okay okay this is, this is tough okay so for some things i like one tendy here yeah right if i'm mixing paints if i'm sloshing stuff in my airbrush cup, no shit like, yeah, yeah nasty stuff whatever yeah it's good to have a pile of cheap brushes yes however 
when it comes to 80% of my painting or more, I'm going straight tendy platter, full on three tendies. Yeah, we're going the gorgeous. Can, we're going the Caniac combo. <laughs> yeah. You want your brush. That's what we should have done. The, uh, <laughs> it should be Caniac combo, four tender, three tender. No, okay. Just kidding. We're fine. The, can, the Caniac snack would be two tender. Okay. okay. We're not getting into this. <laughs> um, so you get your money's worth here. And by money's worth, I mean the brush will hold a nice sharp tip. The brush, if you take care of it well, will last you, depending on how often you paint, anywhere from three months to 18 months. Um, and it allows you the control and the understanding of, of how it works. Because different brushes... Three months? If Your brushes last you three months? No, but I don't paint as much as like a commission painter. Well, how much? How long does a table brush last you? If I use that as my main daily driver, yeah, six to nine months. Fucking a, bro. Okay, I my, feel mine like don't last that long. Go. Like I feel like my tips go, and I like eke them out longer, and tell myself it's still fine when it's yeah, not. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, um, but yeah, when it and one thing to note where you can tell when that's happening, it still comes to a a point at the end it's still going to come to what appears to be a sharp point but like you lose like three millimeters of this just perfect like pinpoint at the end you lose yeah. that, that tiny fat, pinpoint yes right? the end is more like more like a, a, a fat pyramid than yeah. it is like a sewing needle right yeah it's just just that last part is what you lose and it can be hard to recognize unless you put like a brand new brush next to it and you're like oh yeah there is a difference mm -hmm. So, like, I have some of my original Windsor and Newtons when I first started. I still have them, and, like, they still look like they're decent brushes, and then you put them next to something else. I'm like, wow, there's a big difference. Yeah. I think something worth mentioning here is a little uh, caveat is that you can buy a sable brush from a reputable brand, and it can suck Yeah, um, because there's a, there's a bit of a lottery to buying sable brushes, which is unfortunate. Um, they're not all created equal. So you want to find a brand that's consistently good for you. People swear by the Windsor, uh, Windsor and Newton Sable Series Seven brush line. Uh, I've always liked the Raphael A404s. I think you can't really find them very easily anymore. I haven't looked in so long. Broken Toad is consistently great, but they always struggle with stock. Uh, yeah. Oftentimes, um, the Da Vinci Maestro Series Four brush is very good, a little bit on the thin side. And I use the Rosemary and Co brushes, which is kind of like the two tendy option. Um, and was very happy with some of those. Yeah. I use a lot. Uh, so I still have my set of, of Broken Toad. I recently, um, the Artist Opus folks sent me over there. And I know that we probably shat on them at some point. Probably. We I've never used do. them. So um, they're solid. Like they're solid. Okay. And then I use a lot of the Monument Hobbies um, Sable line as well. Because they're interesting. They perform quite well. But they're more in like the two, two and a third tendy, two and a half tendy price. So they're they're slightly cheaper, but the quality is is solid. Tendy gradient. Yeah. And in fact, like my Golden Demon piece, I'm painting all with the Monument Hobby Sables. And I've not felt the need to, to like, oh, I got to brush, bust out my really good blah, blah, blah brush. They, they work fine. So, yeah. Um, the big thing notice that you'll notice in, in the differences of these different brands this isn't really the topic, but whatever. Um, <laughs> one is total, whatever. total uh, brush length. Some of them are longer. Some of them are shorter. The yes. bristles. Um, and then the other thing is floppy factor. Some brushes uh, have a lot more like give to them, and some of them are firmer. Yeah, snap. Yeah. So I would say don't feel like you need to hitch your horse 
to one carriage and then never break away. I would yes. say try a couple different brands, be cognizant of that snap factor and find which one you like more because there are certain things I really like a firm snappy brush and there are certain things that a floppy brush helps me out more. Like if I'm doing blending on the miniature, having a bit of a flop and a splay to the brushes as I need it instead mm -hmm. of it like pushing down, having to push with more pressure, which will push the pigments further out before I try to mess with them. So yeah, it's a long-winded story that ends with full tendies, three tendies, all tendies, all day. One tendy and three tendy, op and three tendy options are good. You want to have the shit stuff for the, the messy procedures and the nice stuff for when you're painting most, majority of the time. Yeah. Also, you mentioned uh, brush length and snap, but also the size of the brush changes randomly between brands. So a size two is not the same in different brands. Yeah. There's, there's no consistency there. Big or little. Yes. Or, or little. <laughs> okay. We got lights. We got pass. We got, we got brushes. What about paint? Paint. What about paint? So craft paints are your DIY options. Um, your, your folk arts, stuff like that. Yeah. Apple barrel. Apple your barrel jeans. Boots with the fur. Uh, okay. The second option Probably cheaper hobby paints. Cheaper hobby paints or maybe artist acrylics that aren't the real expensive ones. Mm, maybe Bullock brand stuff. Um, you found some interesting things at Menards once upon a time. Uh, those were craft paints. And those just were, were they banging? They were okay. I, I think the piece that I'm going to enter for, for the Creature Caster model is the model I painted for that video. And that was mostly... It's all, it was 100% craft paint. Okay. That's weird. It covers for shit, <laughs> but it glazes like scale 75. Like nice. if you know the the weaknesses and strong points. Um so yeah, there's maybe maybe some of the intro uh branded paints. Army like painter, your army painter, maybe your reaper, reaper. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um that would be tier 2. I also think like um shoot, like I don't know. I was just trying to think of the artist grade ones that weren't like the expensive ones. Cause I would say like the golden line, like the so flat that I'm in love with now, those are not cheap. They're cheap per fluid ounce, but each of those jars cost you between 11 and $18 for one color. Yeah. So I don't look at that as, as a two tendy option. No. Yeah. That's definitely three tendy. So two tendy here is a pretty weak place. Yeah. There's not a lot of options at 210. I think Army Painter is probably the 210. I'm at 310 on this category. Yeah, I um and and you know what too, when I I I'm also at 310s. I will say if you have Army Painter, don't stop using them and just start buying everything else. It's like buy a different color you don't have. You hear everyone talking about, you know, um ice yellow or you hear everyone talking about whatever whatever color in a different brand buy just that one yeah and try it out try different colors buy a bottle of rhinox hide because rhinox hide is pretty awesome yeah so just do that but my go-to right now is like everything i buy is either formulated for miniature painting and it's not cheap um or it's a specific artist grade thing that's also not cheap mm. that tends to buy its properties work well for what we're doing so yeah as yeah we're not I guess I'm not suggesting that anything in the 210 or even the 110 category would not work for painting. But what I find myself buying and using the most are those, you know, miniature painting focused paints from Scale 75, from Citadel, from Chimera. Chimera. Love me some Chimera. Okay. Uh, Pro Krill is a great one. Pro Krill, too. absolutely. Yeah. So mm -hmm. my favorite paints. Okay. Um, 
So I think uh, we're talking about like you get down to the to the nitty gritty of this. It's kind of having to do with uh, budgeting or it's like, where do you, but more like, where do you spend your money where it's going to get the most value? Where are you pulling your punches? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and also in addition to that, if money is not a factor, I would still rather you spend, if you're going to spend $50 on lights or $150 on lights, $50 is basically going to get you 95% of the way there. Yeah. I'd rather you spend that extra hundred dollars on, you know, filling out your paint ranges. Right. So we're know? not really like prioritizing which one of these categories is the most important, but paints yeah. and brushes, I, I would assume are kind of up there. Right. Yeah. I think they're probably some of the, the biggest, the biggest ones. So yeah, yeah. we're also, we're not going to probably get into like, Oh, we're in tier three tennies on paints. Let's break them down, which is the, the best value and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's not the time for this. That's, a good video idea, but it is. It is. If somebody would make it, somebody, somebody, somebody somewhere, somebody, we could do it sometime soon. Sometime soon. Um. Okay. Okay. Let's let's take a little sidetrack and talk a little bit about tools. Okay. Tools. Okay. First and foremost, oh, airbrush. Hadn't even thought about that one. That's a that's a tool. Let's talk about that. Um. So cheap options would be the, the chinese airbrush yeah the master right brush yes the 210 options are your badger patriots your hpcs's your Iwata. your sotars your the uh what is it between between 70 and 150 bucks is that two tendies yeah i'd say i'd probably throw in the grex line grex there's there's maybe Pash. it's all kinds of stuff yes yep and anything higher than that your your Awada HPBH, your Micro Marks, your Silver Lines, Harder and Steinbeck, Harder and Steinbeck. Um, those are your three tenny options. Well, there. So the evolution from Harder and Steinbeck could definitely be lumped into the two tenny category. That's kind of like their offering at that uh, price point. Yeah. But where do you where do you live in this world? One, so, two, three. I I do not consider myself uh, an expert airbrushian. Same. I consider myself to be fairly uh adequate i can i can do most of the things with it i can't do most of the things really really well yeah which i reminded myself of when i was doing the airbrush blending for my latest video yeah i had to redo that thing three times i'm like basic shit because i don't do it very often of understanding paint flow psi whatever what color to use and stuff but to me i'm all about that 210 option 210 four days because i think when i can get for a hundred dollar hpcs it's not i'm not making me any better to have a 300 harder and sign back as a as an artist yes and i don't think that there are things that that one can do that this one can't now again if you get to the highest tier of of airbrusher you will notice the, the difference probably much more than i do yeah um, there's just real fine little, little spurts, little spurt, just yeah. the, fucking laser, dude. just right under that cheek, <laughs> just that little cheek. You just want to pop yeah. that cheekbone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, maybe that one's better at it. People can do that. I, I assume. I assume they can. Uh, I've not seen a mortal man accomplish this. <laughs> Caveat. If you're in a different part of the world, harder and steam might be cheaper for you than it is for us. Uh, it's, it's Germany. A European brand is German made. And so I bet you guys can get it for cheaper than we can. And if that's the case, that's definitely a brand worth looking into. 
the the evolution being a good one, the infinity being a good one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm definitely a two tenny by myself. The HPCS. I mean, if it's, if it's good enough for Kenny Boucher, it's good enough for anybody. It's good enough for me. Yeah, and I say too that I say I say I, I say I'll sit on you. <laughs> Oh, it's Michael Klum. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So also, if you find a good sale, you can get a Badger airbrush, which is a two-star, two tendies, for the price of about a one tendy. Like, they have their birthday sale. Yes, the infamous birthday sale. Yeah, or if you go to a convention like Adepticon, they got some fucking primo sales. They have sales on their primer, too. You can buy that 40 ounce for, like, I don't know, fucking shekels. It's I, I bought it five years ago. I still have it. Don't buy it. Throw it away. What? Dude, I fucking threw away all my Steinle Res primer. I think I love it, and it works it's great. Goop, it's a goopy piece of shit. Mine isn't. Anyway... Um, I throw away three bottles. They were all bought at different times. Anyway, you get to a certain level and it goops. I've not had any problem with monument primers. Anyway. Sad. Yeah, the primer is the thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you could get a solid Badger. You could get the Patriot 105. You could get the Sotar 2020 if you want a little bit more precision sniper style. <laughs> um, you can get those for like on sale for like 50, 60 bucks. And it's just like the, the cheap master ones are still going to cost you 2025 on ebay so mm. or or amazon anyway yeah i think we're we're in a clear 210 we're going back to the 210 route we're back we diverted yeah we diverted but i think when we get here further into tools we're gonna get spend some time on a tendy diet okay 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 but before we do that we're gonna send a tool that i think might require a bit more dollar dues and that is Sprue clippers. Okay. So, when I first started miniature painting, I bought a screw. A, what was it? technically a sprue clipper at Menards yeah, in baby. the tool section. Yeah, baby. That's the one tendy option. That's the one tendy option, and literally, it cost less than a tendy. The home supply dollar store clippers. Yep. The two tendy option would be ones made for the hobby, but not necessarily like the the super primo. Yeah, your, ones. your Excel brand clippers. Yep, or your um, shoot, what's the name of that company? Oh fuck, there's there's some brands that sell them, okay. and I think like um, Redgrass Games has one now. Yes, but uh, I'm so sorry. There's a pretty obvious brand that they make a lot of stuff. Army Painter sells them. Um, Talking about Tamiya. No, it's they they sell a lot of the stuff like they sell like the different gravels. They sell Gale Force Nine. Oh, Gale Force Nine. Wow, makes them okay. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of ones that are made for the hobby. Alternatively to that, going to a craft store, going to like the um, sewing and fabric section, they have some that are more precision based, but they're not an arm and a leg. Okay, you know, so you can probably spend fifteen bucks on one. Okay. Um, and then three tendy option are your Tamiya's, your God hands, and your God hands, your Mister Hobbies, Mister Hobbies. This, this is the one that I use the most. Yep. Okay, so I'm definitely in a two and three tendy category. Mm-hmm. I use one of my two tendy clippers, which I is the Tamiya one. It's you gotta not, be careful with that sucker. Yeah. Okay, so this is actually an expensive clipper. But I wouldn't use this if I didn't already have it. I would use a two tendy <laughs> clipper to do pewter and shit that's like gonna ruin it 
Sure. Uh, yeah. Yep. And then for plastic kits, I use this Mr. Hobby one that I bought at Hub Hobby, and I have never been happier with clippers than this thing. It is fucking razor sharp, comes to a point, no bevel on the backside, perfectly flat, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have any issues. Yeah, the bevel is a big factor when you're picking out one. So yeah. the backside of that clipper needs to be like... Yes, super straight because you want to be able to back up to right where the sprue meets mm-hmm. the piece and give you a nice flush cut. I I didn't realize it at the time because I was new to the hobby, but the the Menards one that I had, like it like squeezed the sprue as much as it to actually cut anything. So there's like these big knobs on the end of everything I cut. It's like, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, however, if you want to spend a dollar and clip stuff off, clip it a little bit further away from the actual piece and then go in with your hobby knife and cut that off so it's nice and smooth you definitely don't, don't go don't go flush with your sprue if you have a cheaper one or yours is duller because you're gonna kind of push into the actual bit and create an option that's you can't really fix very yeah, well you got to fill it no one wants to fill stuff and then sand it that's just boring yeah i don't do that uh let's talk about hobby files because hobby files are a very weird thing but i think we they're a great thing to have in everyone's toolkit metal okay. files okay um, and you can get cheap ones on eBay or Amazon for like five bucks for a full set of like 20 files. Yeah. And you can go all the way up to miniature brands. will sell these for more expensive. What I have found is the one, two and three tendy option for this. I guess it falls into the DIY would be one tendy is basically the exact same product as three tendy. The only difference, and this is something that uh, Scott and I recently found in the last year or two, are these teeny tiny ones. Oh, God, these squadron files, dude. Yeah, that they're super small. They're much more precise. I end up using those for 80% of my work. The only time I'm using a big one is if it's either a big kit or it's a big burr. And it's yeah, something yeah. I just want to grind on that puppy. I just want to bump and grind on it. Bump and grind. That, so, I use this is amazing. One. Right. All you need: triangle file, flat file, round file. That's those are the only files you will need for the hobby. I don't. I never use the bastard file, which has the rounded side and the flat side. The bastard file. So it's called. So it's got two of both sides. <laughs> I don't know. These are three you need. And yeah, the squadron tiny files have super tiny grooves in them, which means mm-hmm. the finish is a little bit nicer. Mm-hmm. But also, that's tiny, so you can get into all these little areas. You ever uh, try to do a Terrorgeist who has uh, fucking. Mold lines in between each spine of his uh, bone uh, of his spine. I leave that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to get in there with this. I'm um, also an, an exacto knife works. Um, but yeah, these squadron files are great. Although, so okay, there are categories like files, like uh, super glue, like plastic glue that I don't think have great like one, two, three tendy delineations. They probably don't have a DIY. Like you can't DIY your own file. I guess you could like take a a toothpick and glue sandpaper around it i guess that's diy and that does work for like really specific like curves and stuff yeah but i've only done that like once or twice um so do you want to discuss all those other things or or the only ones that have very obvious categories um there's a couple of them i want to discuss not everything okay cool i'll let you drive the show then okay the next one would be uh uh, what's the knives called exactos Exactos. yeah exactos so you can get a cheap ass exacto or cheap ass scalpels, and you can get ones with fancy rubber handles. You can get ones that are hobby branded. You can get 
um, all these whatever, blah, blah, blah. But the weird thing about them all is at the end of the day, they basically all use the same blade. Yes, a size 11 exacto blade. Right. So if at the end of the day I'm spending $15 for this made by a miniature company exacto versus $4 at the craft store for an exacto, as long as you can remove the blade and put a new blade in, I think this is definitely go cheap. This is definitely a 210 category for me. Yeah. The Excel brand is an amazing exacto knife and I will never use another blade. Or exacto knife handle. This this solved all my problems. Exacto knives. I don't gotta touch the blade to yeah. loosen it. Yeah. I loosen it here. If it gets stuck, I just push down, and, and now Pop it's it it, now it's free. And then uh, the handle is nice and soft and rubberized, so it's easy to grip. I never was really that hard to grip, but uh, <laughs> really, it's just that that first thing. <laughs> my slippery hands. I can't cut anything. I can't grab it. Yeah. The, the one tendy would be like using your buck knife. <laughs> cut out sprues and like i wouldn't recommend that using a box cutter yeah <laughs> well, people do that i would do that's that's yeah that's zero is you're crazy box cutter don't do that use a proper tool yeah um i also think that the scalpels because you just throw them away when you're done although that's a little bit more waste in our planet earth yeah oh hey i didn't know this jeremy taught me this great throw away all your blades when you buy a little pack of size 11 exacto blades that come in this little black box it has a slot here for like uh ruined blades oh. and you put them in there because if you put them in the trash and you see got sharps th- yeah you got sharps see you throw something away you want to find it you're gonna fuck your hand uh, don't so, fuck your hand don't fuck your hand <laughs> so use use one use that little slot in the box and uh, put them in there and you'll never be afraid of maybe kids rummaging around in your trash or, or animals getting uh, hurt from sharp blades all right let's talk about glues real quick glues okay. uh specifically super glue because i think plastic cement there's pretty much it's basically the two tendy option. It's just like yeah, you get the Tamiya thin cement, so, Mister okay. Hobby thin. Whenever I watch people like Jimmy Duresta, which is a carpenter who is a carpenter on YouTube, or people like that who have more of like an industrial or craftsman background, and they they work with styrene, they bust out this huge, not huge, but like huge in comparison to the, the Tamiya stuff, tin can with a blue label on it, and it's like. Um, what I'm guessing is what Tamiya is made from. It's like acetone, isn't it? Just it's like acetone? it's something like that, yeah. And they use that, and it works the same way. It melts the plastic together, makes a bond. I was just gonna say that, like it. I somebody in the comments can probably give us what the the exact thing is. I'm pretty sure it's acetone, but I could be wrong. Yeah, it's like that weld on or something like that. What's in those little thin things? That's probably the number the the one ten D option. That's the DIY. It's yeah, finding that's that chemical. DIY. Finding the chemical, and I would still buy one bottle of that Tamiya Thin and just keep refilling it. Yeah, for that little brush? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, if you can find out what that is, that, that'd be a good option to go that direction. And Especially that's you, what I'd recommend. Yeah. If it is the exact thing, I don't think, I, for reason y'all don't need to know about, I did do <laughs> some research on what that chemical compound is made of, and it's not one, um, it's not one chemical. It's not one The, the, the glue. The yeah. glue? Yeah, it's not one. Because I had, I found the whole molecular chemistry breakdown and everything. And I sent it to my brother who's a plastics engineer and stuff. And it's not one thing. So people say it's just a bottle of acetone is the same. It may accomplish a similar result, but I don't know if it's formulated to work the exact same way. 
may not be as elegant in its process. Okay. Especially when we're talking about little tiny things. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But if that does work, if anyone can confirm, that would be an option. Okay. Uh, Super glues. So you got your little disposable super glues and basically got your hobby super glues. I don't really know of a DIY version Mm. of this. You use something that's not super glue, but when you need a super glue... You need a super glue. Right, yeah. Um, so there's hobby brands. And I've often found that like buying the hobby brand or buying the whatever ones you can get at the local store, their prices aren't too different. Yeah. Um, I just do Bob Smith Industries BSI super glue. Yep. But that's, that's the one that I use for forever. And then I tried the Monument super glue and I'm not going back to anything else. What is What does it do that's better? Um, it's the perfect consistency for most things. It's somewhere between thin and thick. It does auto level a bit, but it still has enough um, firmness to it that doesn't slide away. It doesn't dry super fast like super thin does, but it dries much faster than the thick. Like it just is this right in the middle kind of a thing. And then the, the end comes to a nice sharp tip. Of course, they can clog if you're not careful, but whatever. whenever I use a super glue, I'm done using it. I smack it on the table a couple times and I leave it without putting the lid on for like 10 minutes. That'll allow the super glue to go back down before oh. you put the lid back on. And if you do that too, you can also wipe on the outside of it a little bit. Super glue hacks. Yeah. You know you can buy thick, thin, and medium CA glue, right? Yes. The so this, bottle being medium? Yes. It's okay. thinner than medium. Okay, but not as thin as thin. Yep. Okay. Um, I, and again, it's. I think it's about the same price because it's a pretty is bob smith right but i i enjoy it but i'd say like oh if you use bob smith or whatever other ones they have the little disposable ones you know those little oneies of super glue <laughs> um you know they're just in the tiny little tube like if you're going to work on a project let's say you're making a base you're making a diorama stuff you got to glue a bunch of shit down those little oneies are great yeah ever because you they're one shots and you just goop them wherever you want and you toss them because you're never going back to a half used oney and getting any worth out of it because that thing's fucking rock hard by the time you go back to it so if you want to do that and not goop up your big one and because you're kind of being messier with it those little oneys and they're cheap yeah i think sam lens uses them and he's like i like them because the big bottle clogs yeah eventually and these ones are just you just use them and then toss them, and you never get to that point where you're dealing with having to cut the tip off. And it's a very good. That's a very good reason to use. So them. I was playing Infinity, and uh, as you know, all Infinity models are pewter. Metal. And the guy that was teaching me was like, "Okay, one last tip. When it comes to assembly, use Gorilla Glue Super Glue." And I was like, "Okay, why?" He's like, "I don't know what they put in it, but it is not normal Super Glue. I haven't tried it yet, but my my hypothesis is that it is a." more of a flexible super glue similar to that flexi 5k stuff from mm-hmm. michigan toy soldier mm-hmm. it has some it has some tensile strength some pulling strength but also some sheer strength so when you bend it there's some flexibility to it so it doesn't just snap immediately like like brittle super glue does so look into that too gorilla super glue and the flexi 5k stuff they have a i know the flexi 5k has a combination of two pot epoxy in it and super glue so flexi sexy flexi sexy we went went deep on super glue don't don't buy the regular gorilla glue by accident because it foams (laughs) up it's expanding foam expanding yeah you don't want expanding glue and you'll be real sad because gorilla super glue your 25 dollar infinity dude just kind of looks like the thing from fantastic four it looks like marshmallow man from (laughs) fucking (laughs) yeah 
All right. Okay. Do we have any other things? Well, I mean, there's you can discuss compressors. We we did airbrushes. Uh, I don't want to talk about compressors. Okay, I mean, they they John. do have they do have a three ten D option. One ten D option for compressors. Wait, no. Okay. Probably, probably. One one ten D is you hook up a hose to your mouth and you blow through it while you're running it. Yeah. Okay. We'll do, we'll do two ten Ds. The cheap Masters Air compressor. All the Chinese ones that has the tank on it with a regulator and a moisture trap. GG. That's or, all you need. Or tankless. Whatever. No. Tankless I, is for. I still haven't. For idiots. I still haven't bought a tanked one. What's wrong with you? Tanked. Don't you care about your family and making noise all the time? <laughs> but I, think I guess it's so loud. I'm told. I'm told that what would be in the 310D option here, that there are the expensive ones by Iwata or Silverline Jet and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. There are some of those that are tankless. Specifically, multiple people told me about a Grex one. It is tankless. It's not cheap, but it's not super expensive. I think it was like 160 bucks okay. for that. And it's not big, but the way that it works, um, it works with like some continuous motion thing that it doesn't have gaps in the airflow cool but either way those are more expensive um by and large before i had any of that information i haven't tested it i haven't bought one although i had the page opened up i almost bought one um i think the 210 option is the way to go here yeah you know getting a cheap chinese one you can also go the yufu little handheld one with the hose attached to it Mm -hmm. it comes with an airbrush for like 60 70 bucks you get it all in one it's a good entry level. Cordless. People gave me all sorts of hell saying, those things break, those things break. I'm like, first of all, I've used mine a lot and it hasn't broken. Second of all, a lot of other people have said the same. They've had it for a long time. Third of all, you're you're comparing this to the cheap-ass Chinese ones that will just break on you whenever they damn well feel like it. This is not an Apple product that is expected to be perfectly engineered and work forever. They're all mass-produced in China get over it it's gonna break at some point so understand hot take if you're using an airbrush compressor and you're buying the cheap chinese ones like most of us do it could last you five years it could last you eight months Mm. you know just how well you get the roll of the dice okay cutting mats only category you need is the mini cutting mat (laughs) next hashtag sponsored no all right the last category and the most fitting category let's talk minis Oh, one tendy, two wow. tendy, three tendy. Okay. One tendy. One tendy is army men? <laughs> no, no. It's no. Fuck army men. They're not even in here. Okay. Reaper minis. Like one Reaper bones. One, two, three bucks a model. You know? Reaper boners. Would you would you consider 3D printable STLs in this category or not? Because the printer itself and the resin is expensive or more expensive. I consider it a two tier. Two tier. Okay. Yeah, so. because there's it's way more expensive and way more fucking work. Okay, so the two tier then we're talking dark sword miniatures. We're talking three D printable things. We're talking what else is in two tier? Malifaux, weird stuff. Well, no stuff like Warlord games. Okay, maybe Kings of War. Like when you think about it, what for amount of minis for your price? A Song of Ice and Fire. That's a cheaper Perfect. one. Song of yeah. Ice and Fire stuff like that. Um, any of the if you're buying the board games that mm, also have minis, oftentimes yeah. what you get for what you pay for the game plus the minis that would be a two tier. Then three tier obviously is your GWs, your Infinities, your Marvel Crisis Protocol. Yeah, anything where like a like a the model a single model costs like fifteen to twenty bucks, like in like a blister pack. That that's that's the three tendy, okay. right? Have you uh have you seen Goob's recent video? Uh no. Okay, so it just came out yesterday, but you guys 
you haven't seen it, go over and What's watch it. What's it about? You're going to tell us he, right now. Uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> There's a new D&D Frameworks minis. Oh, so yes. On, on sprue. Yes. Okay. And some of them are priced just fine. Like the hero models are like 15 bucks. Okay. Yeah. So they're the three, they're in the three tendy world. But some of them where they have multiple models in them, mm-hmm. there's a box that's got seven kabolds in it for $50. That seems a lot, doesn't yeah, it? That those models and the orcs are the same thing. Seven 50? For, for 50. And it's ah. only five and it's only five unique sculpts. Are they so you big? Get no, the kobolds are fucking tiny. They're like the size of the knoblars that I painted. They're so expensive that compared to the comparable GW similar monsters, they're almost twice as much per model. Ouch. So we thought Games Workshop was expensive. Nah, kid. Nah, dog. We got you here. Dang. And, and I mean, the actual like personal preference and aesthetics, the quality of the actual sculpt, not just the plastic. This plastic's nice, cool, hard plastic. It's high quality there. They just don't, don't do anything for me. Like they have giants and stuff and they just like, they don't look cool at all. But anyway. 40 bucks for that um but yeah so one two or three this is completely your own personal preference this is all three baby yeah it's all three i do all three and i'm happy with all three yep we're painting stuff for our D campaign and we got all sorts of stuff we're 3d printing a bunch we're buying a bunch of reaper bones sexy teeth joshi always backs the latest reaper bones six or seven or 42 whatever the fuck <laughs> one they're on and he and his wife paint most of them i paint like one of them <laughs> <laughs> You know, you're, you're getting an individual D&D character. You know, maybe you 3D print it. Maybe you get that Dark Sword mini. Maybe you, you know, do whatever. Like one-off, depending on whatever brand. You're painting for, like, wanting to paint the coolest models out there. Then we go to the 310 option. Or the game you play, right? If you play a lot of Song of Ice and Fire, you can be sitting in Tier 2 most of the time. Fucking pleb. <sighs> you still got to play that game, bro. I want to get Affinity. It's but- me. Oh my gosh, last time I was here, I stopped over at the source before I left and they had the new ones in. The new what? The new, oh, the uh, new starter Lannisters and Stark. Did you get to see the models? Yes. I got to see them because Dan talked to me for 45 minutes about them. God damn it, Dan. Dan. Dan's a little chatty, a little chatty Kathy. Dan, I think however many words a minute the average human, or words per day the average human speaks, Dan like quadruples that <laughs> before lunch. Dan loves people and he, he loves to talk to people. He talks so much and most of what he says is super helpful. So yes. I'm very thankful that I have a Dan in my life. Yeah. Everyone um, needs a Dan. You know, but yes. Oh man, they got that new uh the mountain mini the in there. Mountain, I'm yeah. like, oh baby. So I, just, I, I just played a master player. That. You should. You should. I didn't get to see, see him in my hands though. You should buy I, it and bring it to Adepticon and we'll fucking play. I'll probably buy it at Adepticon. That's one of the things that I do I didn't there buy. There you go. I'm like, oh I'm gonna like look for stuff to buy. Discount stuff. Bro, speaking of stuff to buy, yes. I probably shouldn't say this Yes. people are gonna do it. Okay, at uh, there's a uh, Elric's Hobbies. You know yep. they're, they're, they oh, they're from there. Kenosha, Wisconsin, where I like grew up. Okay, yeah. so they they're always at Adepticon. Mm-hmm. I just saw just this week they released a new thing. Cursed City bases. Oh. It's a it's a kit. I think it's fifty or sixty bucks. It's all the bases for the full box game, and they look fucking rad. Nice. And so I'm like, I'm gonna rebase all my cursed. <laughs> I probably I probably wouldn't do the heroes. Maybe I would because they're not on a cut scenic basis. No, no, not anything fancy. It would be like all they'd all fit like perfectly. Yeah, yeah. So okay, how far do they take it? Because like some of the heroes, like the Wood Elf, for instance, is like standing on a pillar that has like a bit of a footprint on the base. It mm -hmm. takes up like one third of the base. So is there is there like a 
Quelthas, the exiled base that has like an insert that fits her little I temple would thing. I hope so. That'd be amazing. Yeah, or at least the the little groove. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. Where you know it would sit down flush on that. Okay, for sure. I would I would assume so. If it's a maid, these are the bases for this game. That'd be super nice. So that was one thing on my shopping list. So. Okay. Um, Sidetrack. <laughs> I think that's I think that's about it. Like that's there's about it. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that's like it's a thing. Like milliput green stuff. Yeah, they're you, a thing. You just get you get that a thing, thing yeah. if you want to use that thing. Right. Um. But. The three tendy things, I think, at the end of the day that you really want to put your three tendy dollars into is your paints and your brushes. A lot of other things, you can go one and two tendies. Absolutely. You know, and it's not like, oh, you you, you can go one tendy instead of three because one, you know, is just fine and three is still amazing. You know, it's oftentimes like they're, they're all really similar, or, mm. you know, or it's like, oh, people that that have the three tendy version doesn't make them better painters because they have the three tendy version. I think it's a big part of this is like, Spending your money is not just about like I'm doing as much as is in my hobby budget. It's more about I just don't need to. Yeah. You know, you just don't need to. There's as long as a thing in this world is proven to be profitable, companies will always try to find a way to put their own spin on a thing to get you to buy from them. Mm. And as this hobby has grown over the last five plus years, we've seen more and more and more of that. It wasn't that long ago when I started painting that the only possible option for a wet palette was Masterson. That was it. Yeah. There was no wet palettes made for hobby. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of other product lines that worked that same way. So just because a, a game company is coming out with a product doesn't mean that it makes it better or yep. that you need it. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. 100%. You want to know what is worth it, though? Being a patron to Trapped Under Plastic? The Maniac Metal Brush Box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, look at this brush coffin. Look at that. It's a coffin for so yeah, your the, brushes. The last category we'll discuss is uh, bespoke metal brush boxes. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. There's only one option here. <laughs> well, the one tendy category is put them in your dirty pockets. Yes. The two tendy category is you just let them lay out everywhere and then they get wrecked forever. And the th- three tendy option the is only to option. take care of them forever. Oh. <sighs> And this coffin, the nice thing about this is that when you die one day, you put all the brushes that you used in your life, and then this coffin goes in your coffin with you. Viking style. Yeah, and then when you like have your arms crossed, Wait. they put the brush case yes. like, like this. Okay, so that's, not, that's not Viking style. That's Pharaoh style. Yeah, that's Pharaoh style. Viking style would be we do that, except you're in a <laughs> boat, and then we set it off, and then I shoot you with fire arrows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so very briefly, the campaign, the last day is literally today, the day it comes out. So if you're hearing this podcast, you have one day left to grab everything in this Kickstarter. John's course, my course, Ben's course, the models in both 32 millimeter intercourse. No, you can't get that. <laughs> Although there is a tier called 100% ball sack and no one's no one's taking me up on it yet. No one's got the ball sack. No, Come on, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. I but think yeah. maybe I'll do it if no one else does just to give you a pity ball sack. Okay, yeah. <laughs> give me a one pity ball if sack. If I do it, um, do you have to paint it in the colors I tell you or the theme? So I was planning on talking with the person and being like, hey, what do you what, what do you think? What, what is your preference? And then kind of walking, you know, using that and yeah, making my own choices. Okay, okay. so my, I'll send you a mood board. But the mood board is just two words. Clown Fiesta. Also, now that I'm thinking about it, it's two more words. You know what the other two words are? No, dude. Cork Tower. 
I want you to do the ranger perched over a cork tower. Not only are you going to maybe paint it terribly, you're going to maybe paint the exact same fucking one I already painted. Oh, fine. <laughs> Come on, what do these do? I want you to kit bash them all together. <laughs> I want her head. I want his torso. I want it crouched like this. Okay. We'll make it happen. I want him licking the little baby she's holding. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> baby licker. Um, that's it. You can join the full ball sack of tour of which there will only be one two or three maximum in existence for mm. as long as the universe is this is it this is your one time shot it. or you could uh instead back at whatever other things you want you just want a mini you want the mini and the brush coffin you want the mini and its corresponding course you want all three minis you want all three minis and all three courses you want cumula brush cases you want 32 millimeters you want 75 millimeters you want 100 millimeters Today, 10, <laughs> 10 p.m. tonight, this shit ends. This shit ends now. Ends. This is it. This is our time. It's our time down here. That was hype. Yeah. Out of the news. <laughs> <laughs> that actually was part of the news, but we pre-news the news. Okay, we pre-news them. That's like breaking news, right? And they go, okay. Bleep, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the breaking news. Scrolly thing on the bottom. You could, can they late pledge, Scott? Like if, they, if they're listening to this on Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever, can they late pledge? Absolutely. The pledge manager, will, pledge manager will come out approximately two weeks after the campaign ends and you can late pledge there. Okay. Other news. Other news. Uh, Brandon Sanderson. I saw this, dude. This is the most uh, funded campaign ever, right? Is that where we're at? <laughs> yeah. And it okay. still has 20 days to go. Holy shit. It's a board game, right? No, no. It's books. What the? Who is? Okay. You, so you talk about this. Okay. So Brandon Sanderson is an amazing fantasy author. Uh, he finished the Wheel of Time series after the original author kicked the bucket. And he also has a couple of his own series as well. Um, the Stormlight Archive uh, is a fantasy series that you need to read. It's so phenomenal. It's the most amazing book series for fantasy in the last 10 years. Um, it's, that series is done. Uh, he also has the Mistborn series and, and, and others. Okay, COVID hits, and he decides uh, I'm still on track with my regular books that I'm going to release. But like, just COVID, he didn't know what to do with himself for his own mental health. He decided to just fucking write books. He wrote other books. You got cords falling everywhere. That's how much this is exciting. <laughs> so he wrote four books in two years, four additional books, and they're each, I think, like four to 600 pages long. What the he's heck? Like, he's like, I don't know exactly what to do with them, blah, 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 uh, how to release them. Um, like, I don't know if, like, publishing houses, if there was something, like, he's a big deal, so I'm sure they could, whatever. But he decides he's going to do them on Kickstarter. And boy, oh boy, he was at, like, $23 million in a couple days or something. He just destroyed it. You can get him an audiobook. You can get him in um, an ebook. You can get him in a hardcover limited edition. You can get these uh, months of Sanderson, where like every month he sends you like tchotchke bags, and then uh, every quarter or something like you get the actual books come out. You can just like grab bags of shit you want, um, and it's just it's blowing up. And I think this is freaking amazing because this means that more money is going to. The people that are actually producing the books, so the the companies that are actually making the books, and the artist, which in this case is an author. You know, this middleman publisher bullshit, when you are big enough, is the downside here. You're big enough, like, you can actually 
make more money off of, of your own work. So I was freaking phenomenal. I thought I'd share it because it was just bananas. So yeah, it's definitely history. This is, this is nuts. 27 million right now. Yeah. What I love about it too, is that I'm fresh off of just making a Kickstarter myself. And so I know all like the, the best practices. Mm-hmm. And one thing is that images are better than text. Um, now considering this is for a book, I would imagine <laughs> people wouldn't really mind that much, but he has a lot of text. And despite that, his campaign is still fucking killing it, which means, you know, it's quality. Yeah. It's quality stuff. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's got a big name behind it. And the great thing is like all the hype around this is like how much this dude is a machine. He is the machine Mm. when it comes to writing and just people taking all these pot shots at George R. R. Martin. Ouch. It's like, oh, two years of COVID, he fucking crushes four new books. George R. R. Martin can't finish one book in a century. Jesus Christ. And they're like, well, Sanderson will probably finish the Wheel of Time series when Martin kicks the bucket anyway. So, because <laughs> that's what he does. He comes in as a bounty hunter and he's like, hey, you need something done? I'll fucking do it. <laughs> do it better than they did it so uh next uh item every time there's a new spirit morales bust i'm just like put it in the news yeah why not because i freaking love it did you did you back this goddamn right i did okay orc hunter i i come to the realization within my own brain i am backing Everyone. every one of his busts from now on okay um either oh. this resonates with you or it doesn't Yes. I'm kind of on the, the side of it doesn't. Yeah. But it's so, a lot, so much character and interesting thing of this orc hunter is he's very caveman vibe of him, like a branch he's using for a bow. Um, he's just got this boar like hide that's over his head. That's really just beautifully sculpted and just so much character. But just like his busts are just so much character to them. It's just, yeah. There's no, no detail. It's just not like it doesn't overloaded with detail, but everything is thoughtful. So. Yeah. Has the classic long snout that you see in a lot of the old, like big child creative orcs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, yeah, this is classic. I've never really liked orcs like this, so I didn't get this one. Uh, but I did just recently receive my King Arthur and Merlin and Archimedes, Mickey Archimedes, the owl, uh, like a little bust. <gasps> the little yeah. kid with the sword. Yeah. I just got it in the mail like five days ago. Isn't it like when you take them out and you just like hold it in your hand? It's like <laughs> you can just see the artistry I love it. in the sculpting. Like this is all sculpted by hand. There's no it. ZBrush bullshit <laughs> in this stuff. And it's still like the parts that are meant to be smooth are smooth. The things that are supposed to have character and, and wrinkles and, and, and aspects to them, they're like they're there. Not everything has the same style of edging in detail the way it does when it goes through a CAD program. Yeah. It just it just feels handmade. It is handmade. Yeah. It's beautiful. And he's crushing it. Okay, I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about your farts. Okay, don't talk about them. Fine. I, I ain't going to talk about your farts. That's fine. I love also like the packaging is super nice. Comes oh. with a card. He lists which number you were. He signs everyone. Edition. He signs them. The box is special. It's it's a unique box for every release and has like a thematic embossed thing on top of it. Yeah, that's like it's, almost like a symbol of what's in there. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, yeah, I guess his partner picks out the, the boxes for each yes. release. Like there's a whole process of how that everything's thought out. It's just it's just a, a great nice. experience. If you have never ordered. A spear of bust. Just keep an eye on it. Get on their mailing list. They can do an email list. So whenever there's a new one, they'll send you an email. You don't have to buy every single one. They don't spam you. Yeah, just find. It's only one a quarter, I think, that comes out. Four a year, three or four a year he makes. And then find one that speaks to you and 
order it. Is it that few? I feel like it's more than four a year. Mm-mm. It's not like maybe like one every other two months. Because about the time that you get the one from before, then then the next one comes out. Okay. So it's every three months. Okay. All right. That's all for the news. <laughs> Welcome to the end of the podcast. John is laughing. Yeah. And, for and, no reason in particular. You know, in the after party today, I realized that if I had an OnlyFans account, the name of my... Um, oh, my God. The name of my OnlyFans account would be called Sloppy Puddles. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to call it Stippled Nipples. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can see my Stippled Nipples on the Sloppy, <laughs> on the sloppy Puddles channel. <laughs> All right, we already shilled out earlier in the episode, so we don't have to do that this time, or at least as hard. You heard about the Patreon already. You can also support the podcast through buying our merch. Link below. You can tell your nerd friends about our podcast. You can give us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also watch our YouTube videos, our podcast episodes, with your ad blocker disabled. We have an ad every 30 minutes. Yeah, you can. If you want to go full ball sack and help this. I never thought of this one before. Fuck. Um... If you watch us on YouTube, uh, subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple Music, and just like play the episode, but don't like you don't have to watch the whole thing. Like this is what we're gonna fucking. All I'm asking you to do is double dip and play the system. If you listen to us on Spotify, just go subscribe to us on YouTube, and then just play the thing. You have to watch the whole, listen to the whole thing. But this way, it looks like we have twice as many listeners as we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Here's what you do: you you put every single one of our videos in a playlist, and you autoplay it when you go to work, and you just let it rip all day long. Yeah. Buy a second cell phone, and just have that cell phone. Only for playing Trapped yes. Under Plastic on a loop. Then yes. you don't have to worry about your main cell phone. Yes. Okay. Uh, I want to shout out at the very end here. Reminder, if you are going to Adepticon, come Saturday night. Well, I mean, come whenever you want. But <laughs> come to the Trapped Under Plastic live on Saturday night, Innovation Room, 9 p.m. If you can't come, work on that. But Sucks to suck. <laughs> Go to the Trapped Under Plastic Facebook group. If you're not a member, ask. I'll let you in. Or, or Sexy Tooth Joshy or uh, Blanche. Sexy let, Tooth Joshy? Yeah, no, he just, he's down to one. Damn it. Um, or, or Blanche will let you in. And then go to the post where we talk about questions for Top Live and put in your question there. Thanks, everybody. We will catch you on the flippity flop. <laughs>